You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Everyone, you're hanging here in the Kramer Corner with us Friday evening. It's a weekend. We're about ready to pump it up. Having some fun with our third program introduced here on the channel of EVH and Gear TV. It's been, a, it's been a fun ride. We started off with EVH and Gear TV a couple of years ago. EVH Gear Discussion, TV, all that kind of stuff. We brought in the Helix Hour. And now we're bringing in something really cool as well, too, called Kramer Corner. And what Kramer Corner is all about is kind of sharing the love and the legacy of Kramer Guitars, which we were you know, talking in the chat here just a moment ago respected worldwide uh, and by multiple generations. And I figured, you know, when you launch a new show, you got to come out with the best guest you can possibly have for the very first episode. And I'm joined by my good friend and connected as much as you can be connected with the brand, Eljon Go from Kramer and Gibson Brands. Eljon, how are you? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, we lost your audio. I am good. I had to unmute my microphone. No problem. I didn't want to, I didn't want to commit any faux pas. But, uh, <laughs> But anyway, so thanks for having me, Eric. Oh, it's a pleasure. Especially on this uh, very brand new program you're launching, Kramer Corner. And uh, I am a product specialist for the Gibson uh, Brands Company and representing Kramer tonight. And I'm so excited to be here. I've been with the company for 13 years. And I love guitars. I love the guitar community. And all of us do at the company. And uh, we are just really excited and stoked that the community has embraced Kramer and Gibson and and what all we're doing with the brand and how we're trying to uh, you know bring it back so to speak so yeah well I love to hear that passion and that that really rings home because you know there's some you know some people out there you know building guitars for some people is a job and strictly a job it's not really a passion that pays the bills and no, nothing wrong with that and some people that are out there building you know don't even actually play it's just it's their job and they do their job very very well but it's really cool when you see someone like yourself and some of the people that I've had over on the other show on Helix Hour as well, too, when they, the passion is so so much there that, um, you know, kind of going to work is not necessarily work. Sure, you're getting a paycheck, but it's not really work. Yeah, you know, the, the brand, the love of the guitar and the love of the brand is something that all of us at the company have, and especially our team of product specialists. And we go to stores every day. And we share our passion and love for gear. And it just so happens that we work for a company that we have wanted to work for for a long time. And for me, my very first electric guitar was a Kramer Aerostar. Yeah. And my parents bought that for me. I was 12 years old. My mom was telling my brother and I, hey, look, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you started playing an instrument? I come from a Filipino Chinese heritage. Mm -hmm. So uh, back in Seattle, where I grew up, um, we you know it was all about Suzuki method and playing piano and all that. But we moved to Nashville back in the 80s and MTV had just started up and the love for guitar was really set then. Mm -hmm. uh, and Van Halen, especially <laughs> during that time, you know, um, my I remember going to my friend's house. Uh, when I was a kid and his he he and I, well, this is maybe 1980. Oh, gosh, maybe it was right right around 1984, right? So anyway, you know, I was I was a few years old and uh, we had he, he brought me 1984 to listen to from his brother's record collection and just blew me away. 
and I didn't realize that guitar could be played like that <laughs> at all. Right. It yeah. was such an eye opening, ear opening moment. And from there, it just got worse and worse. I got the bug real bad. And then I fell in love with Dweezil Zappa. Nice. And his cover of uh, My Guitar Wants to Kill Your Mama from his father. And <laughs> uh, Cheap Trick, of course, with all the awesome guitar collection Rick Nielsen always played. And, you know, it just skyrocketed from there. It was just like nonstop. I wanted to play. Now, I wasn't ever as fast as any of those guys, mm-hmm. but I appreciated the tone. And uh, I, um, I ended up writing a lot of music when I was a kid growing up. I got um, uh, awarded as a junior songwriter at the Country Music Hall of Fame when I was 12 and played uh, there at the Hall of Fame, which was awesome. Wow. Vince Gill. Vince Gill wasn't even a known person at the time, and he gave me the award for junior songwriter, which was great. And then I learned how uh, was a marching band, and from there just ballooned into being wanting to be a band director. And from there, you know, I ended up working jobs in retail and touring with my band, mm-hmm. which was great, playing guitar. And it just so happened I also got a job in commercial radio. So from commercial radio and touring in the band uh, and my sales chops, I ended up getting a call from Gibson 13 years ago saying, hey, uh, it's awesome. You know, that, that yeah, I was a Gibson artist, too, at the time as an independent artist, which was great. Isn't they really that cool? believed in me. That's yeah. wicked. Yeah, and I'll I'll talk about that later, but uh, it was just really nice to get the nod and and say we're starting this new group called the Dealer Product Specialists. Mm-hmm. We'd like for you to become part of the team, and I got my dream job, and I, I've been there ever since. And uh, it's it's an honor to represent the company for all those years and to talk to trade show people and 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 different media outlets, and um, it, it's been a real joy for me. Because it's, it is. If I told my 12-year-old self that you'd be working for Kramer and Gibson and Epiphone uh, <laughs> one day or Steinberger, I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. That's right. <laughs> you know? And then it comes true. So to those people listening and watching out there, all I have to say is it's great, as Eric had said, that when you can work a job, it doesn't feel like work. And granted, there is parts of the job that are tedious. Yep. But the passion and the passion that our team shares with you know a fellow guitar players because we're all gearheads we love gear um is just the best feeling in the world it really is and uh, you used to work in a music store i you know i'm in music stores all the time Mm -hmm. and it's fun to talk about gear you know everybody has their favorite pieces of gear everybody has their desert island guitar and effects and pedals and and amps and stuff but uh man to talk about a brand like gibson or to talk about a brand like kramer yeah. every day is super cool so thank you so much for having me on well you know it's really cool and i want to see that guitar in a second as well too but what's yeah, we're talking ta- <laughs> i know we were talking about this off the air the other day when we were doing a kind of kind of a catch-up the fact that it's it's got to be so surreal. Like you started off as you gave us a really great backstory on yourself. First of all, you got bit by that bug really hard for the music bug, and that's awesome. You've done really well with that. But the fact that you started off with a Kramer guitar, and now all these years later, like you say, you're here, you're doing it, you're loving it, you're you're putting the guitars in other people's hands, like the young use now. You know that's that's pretty cool. Full circle. Yeah, it sure is, man. And like I said, I I, I was in a band. We were trying to make it. We opened up for a lot of different folks, and Gibson discovered us, and it was super cool. I mean, the the story goes like this, and I'm I'm not gonna I'll, I'll make it short. 
okay? Because what had happened is my band was playing and, and we started doing a lot of really cool tours. We started doing USO tours, opening up and, and touring around the United States and abroad. And our gear got stolen. Okay. So um, all of our gear got stolen right before we are going to the studio to record. Uh, my parents didn't have a whole lot of money. This was all gear that my brother and I had. He played bass. I played guitar. And we basically, <laughs> we basically snuck in a NAM. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So Photoshop one had come out. We took a, a badge from a friend. Oh, no. And we Photoshopped our badges, got our press kits happening. And when all of our gear got stolen, I said, never again, never again will this happen. And we had, I had all kinds of guitars stolen. Luckily for me, you know, none of my Gibsons or my Wolfgang got stolen up and nothing got stolen or anything, mm-hmm. but. Um, not, nothing like that, but all the other stuff did, <laughs> you know? And in fact, I, I didn't, um, I didn't even have, I, I was, I didn't even have the Wolfgang, um, at the time to even record anything with, I didn't have my flying V to record anything with at the time. So needless to say, we got in and Epiphone and Gibson was the first people that we went to go see and they loved it. They loved the fact that we were doing these uh, USO tours with the likes of like Three Doors Down and Joan Jett and Drew Carey and stuff. And they were all about it. And uh, we went over there representing Gibson there pre and post 9-11, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And we played Gibson and Epiphone and Kramer. And uh, it was just it was just a joy. And then when all this stuff happened, um, when they opened up the the new section of the company the new department i just jumped at the chance to do it because you know i just love to i just love to talk about gear and i love the brand so yeah it's really cool i could see why they'd want to get behind something like that as well too i mean number one and entertaining the troops that's a good thing and a lot of uh you know um military people are musicians as well too it's it's a win-win for everybody uh you know there's a there you know you're kind of kind of teasing the them with the Gibson guitars and the Kramers and stuff like that as well too. It's kind of an advertising thing at the same time. So it's it's a win-win for everybody to support that. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're a great company uh to support not just, you know, USO and bands that are performing Anything. or whatever the case is, but also uh just independent musicians or musicians that are on their way up. And a lot of people you know, look at it and go, well, what can I do to get an endorsement? Well, the first thing I asked them, not that I'm in artist relations, I used to be in artist relations for another company, but mm-hmm. they would, I would always ask him, so what do you play? You know, yeah. you play a Kramer? Yeah. Maybe that would be the first step. That's Have you ever played step a Kramer? One. Maybe. Do you own a Kramer? You know, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I feel that, you know, because I had invested in the company, uh, for all that time, it was just really great that they have invested in me. And now I'm trying to give back and uh, making sure that uh, other people have opportunities and letting them know that the people at our company are very, you know, very artist friendly and people, you know, we, we tend to listen. So I just hope that uh, those those uh, people understand that we're, we, we are a very artist and, and very uh, consumer centric company. So, yeah, that's something we're going to focus on in a, in a couple of questions later here. We're going to talk about how uh, the, the companies together are very artist uh, focused, especially even Kramer back in the day when, when we're going to go back a little bit in time and we're going to catch up to today, but that's, it's very important. You know, artists are a very important thing because artists are kind of the, the influencers, the ambassadors, so to speak. And that's something I've always talked to people, you know, when it comes to endorsements as well, too, you, 
kind of have to be that ambassador. You know, it's not what not what the company can do for you. It's what you can do for the company. And you really need to get out there and sh- and not, not sit there. Okay, can I have the silver platter? It's like, okay, yes, you, you, as you said, do you have a Kramer? Yes. Okay, so playing a Kramer, I'm out there rocking it, you know, he or she, whatever. I'm in, I'm selling them direct you know indirectly or directly at shows you know that kind of stuff so it's nice to see you now taking you know what you've had before and giving it back to the to the consumers and that's and, and the young bands coming up and there's so many great bands out there I mean that's one thing we're I don't think we're ever going to run out of is is new new recycled you know youth coming back up into the forefront and there's some shredders out there as you see all the time some of these kids can outplay us seven ways from sunday so it's yeah. it's, it's cool <laughs> and you know what it's re- we're going to yeah. get into obviously really really deep into the into the kramer but it's amazing it says you pick up a kramer and you just want to go crazy with it you don't you don't usually pick up a kramer and do too many jazz progressions or you know <laughs> chet and stuff right well you could you I could mean, you, you could sh- if you, you wanted to sure could you know you could but you know the fact is is that it 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 does harken back to that time of just gunslinger awesome you know guitar playing and that's what we all fell in love with it just it represents that era very well and i think it's coming back in a big way yeah uh, the retro movement is cool you know um people like yourself and others that are taking to the internet and and shredding and showing off great tones and things that you can do with the guitar that frankly have been lost yeah over over time you know and people are discovering it via youtube and it's great you know i love to see john mayer shred you know it's great that he's doing that it's great to see uh that there are other younger bands out there performing i mean like our own artists like charlie para you know one of the internet godfathers of youtube shredders is is out there every single day and now he's performing with orchestras he is just amazing an amazing artist so uh, it's great to see that coming back. Yeah. I've had people tell me, you know, some people say, dude, you're stuck in the 80s, you know, because I'm all in and, and that's, you know, with obviously the Kramer, the Eddie Van Halen style guitars all the time. And, I, you know, honestly, if I was to be stuck in any piece, like let's say I'm a, in a DeLorean time machine and I, I, you know, I don't have my autopilot set where I'm going and I land in the 80s and I'm going to be stuck there the rest of my life. I can live with that. What's wrong with that? There's nothing I wrong with that. I say you're stuck in the 80s. It's like, what's wrong with that? There's I nothing. Where, I love it. Thank you for you, the compliment. Where are you? Yeah, exactly. Well, where are you stuck at the the, the 2018s, you know, where it's yeah. just a bunch of electronic music? Nothing wrong with that. I listen to Zed. Sure. It's, it's great. Yep. You know, I listen to all that stuff. But I have an affinity for Dawkins. I have an affinity for Rat. I have an affinity for Van Halen. And that's what I listen to. And it's just, it's great. You know, I, yeah. I love the fact that they're back and they're still recording. And albeit, you know, a lot of those other bands may not be as, um, uh, they're they're not out there like with MTV, you know, doing a bunch of videos where everybody just was glued to Friday night videos mm-hmm. or MTV, doing, do, you know, watching videos and watching what kind of gear they were playing. Um, it's it's not as uh, f- to the forefront as it once was, but it's still there. That's right. And uh, yeah, and it's funny. I mean, overseas, you know, Kramer is a phenomenon, um, and so is that 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 metal music, that rock music. It just hasn't ever left overseas. You know, my friends at Night Ranger, they're still as relevant in Japan uh, as they ever were. You know, Brad Gillis is still the man. He is and- incredible. Incredible. And what a great guy too! I have to say, uh, big shout out to my boys in Night Ranger. I, Brad Gillis is is a is a great guy, and even we've met several times, and he is just a prince. He'll call me, um, talking about gear and about uh, bringing out his old Les Paul and stuff like that, and he is just 
an amazing player, but all of them are. All, all everybody in the band is great. I had a very weird, surreal moment with Brad Gillis. That was at uh, Winter Nam 2017. And so we're watching this band that was playing in one of the lounges, you know, uh, um, I'm not sure which, wherever it was, but one of the lounges, the Hilton or something like that. It was kind of a country, kind of eclectic uh, country rock band. Really, really cool. Just sitting there watching them, and they had really good musicians. I look over to my left, and I and I kind of saw somebody I looked like, I right, like literally right to my immediate left. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. Kind of, nice. you know, nodded to him. And then and he took off. And uh, then a few minutes later, I'm somewhere else. I looked, looked to my other side. Oh, there's, there's Brad Gillis again. So I gave him my <laughs> business card and everything. I said hi to him. But it was very weird, just kind of one of those things where I look left, and he's there, and I look right, he's there. And, you know, obviously being a – I'd never met him before and been a fan of the band over the years as a kid growing up. You know, it was, it was a very cool moment. Just, just a, a nod. It was really cool. He is – he is – I have been lucky enough in radio and – at this job to meet so many great musicians and brad is one of them he is once again he's just a prince just like dave amato from ario speedwagon both both of them are great i mean i could go down the list Mm -hmm. of artists who i think were super cool dave grohl yeah uh you know i have never met eddie no i I would love to meet eddie one day but i would love to at some point i would love to but rick nielsen is great uh the guy uh, everybody from tesla has been killer peter frampton man the list goes on and on and they, they they just couldn't have they, they couldn't have been nicer. That's um, that's to, wicked. To everybody there, they're just they're just wonderful people. That's why you really you know when you're meeting your heroes, and in, in this case, some of your artists are your heroes too. You know, because oh, yeah. you know that's kind of the bucket list for you meeting some of these people. But you, even though you work with them indirectly, it's very very cool. But it's nice when you meet them and they're genuine and they don't burst that bubble for you. Like you know, because some people can be jerks, or you could catch them on a bad day. And we're all human, but that's nice. I want to jump over to the chat for a quick sec because I, I was just told we have some questions coming up. So we'll say hi to a all bunch right. of people and we'll come back to some more questions as well, too. That sounds so, like a plan. Yeah. So everybody, we're having a great a great chat tonight. This is real. Thank you for making the, the inaugural episode a really fun one. I was looking forward oh, yeah. to this going well. Uh, Lau Ketchum is here. Jim Dales is here. Phoenix Vanderweiden is here. Uh, and Phoenix is a, as a new Kramer artist as, as well. Yay! Phoenix is awesome. She just released a brand new album and I think our Kramers are all over it. And great. I can't wait to get some publicity photos from her that'd be awesome now did i pronounce her i'm, I'm really bad with names vander waden is that correct it was i that... think it's vander vaden vander vaden that I would think, be i think the w would be the the, the v the, right the v. vander vaden okay so uh, right? apologies for the uh pronunciation but i'm, I'm gonna have I could, her on the show. I could be wrong i bet <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll correct us she'll be the first to correct us yeah phoenix let us know if we're saying that right yeah. but um i plan on having her on the show soon as well too mississippi treasure hunter is here uh mike francis is here uh, let me see here. Uh, so yeah, Phoenix is saying she thinks the show is going to be great. Um, the Law, Jamie Trevino. Speaking of Kramer artists, we got a All whole right. we got a whole artist list in the in the chat. This is great. We have a artist, a bunch That's of Kramer right. artists. I love it. And uh, I got to say this too, ja- uh, Jamie picked up. Um, we're going to introduce some new merchandise here tonight, and I promised Jamie a sneak peek of the merchandise. He already bought. A Kramer Corner T-shirt. We're going to show you some Kramer Corner T-shirts here tonight. Um, nice. I, I want a Kramer Corner T-shirt. <laughs> I will get, I'll get you one. I'll get you I gotta one. Say, I, I got to send you some Kramer T-shirts. That'd be good. I, I don't have any Kramer T-shirts, actually. Not, not a single one. Mine must have been in the laundry. I was looking around for it. I was like, where's my Kramer shirt, man? Damn it. I have 65 Van Halen shirts, but I don't have a Kramer shirt. Uh, oh, yeah, I need, yeah, I need to I need to get hooked. I was we were watching your uh, chat, uh, your video show the other night, and my wife was like, "You need to you need to call uh, EVH to to get some uh, EVH shirts and stuff. Exactly. EVH shop." Yep, you got to call yeah. Jeff Hausman for sure. He'll, he'll I do, I do. I yeah, he's a that. great dude. He's a great dude, and he's really got a great business going on. 
so my beautiful butter, uh, nocturnal butterfly, my better half, my, I almost said my beautiful butter half, uh, but, <laughs> butter. <laughs> she's your, she's your butter half. That's right. The better, the better my half. nocturnal butterfly live chat. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I am on the live chat tonight, which is good because I'm usually not, uh, let me see here. Let's, I know this guy's Mike Cheever is here saying, what's up? Les Bellin is here. Uh, Brad is here. Brad Peddle, Ricky Mees. Uh, and I know there's some questions and just bear with me while as I get to it here. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to do this as quickly as I can. Darren Moore, Darren Moore, rock and roll is here. Sean Cook is here. Um, you said you work with Steinberg Guitars as well. Any chance a trans trim model be released in the future? That's a question from Brad Peddle. Is that something you can you can comment on, or is it something you may have uh, to? Yeah, I think I can comment on that. Um, so we have we had a trans trim model, the ZT3 Custom, which was absolutely killer. And uh, you just never know what what the future lies for Steinberger. We just uh, Epiphone just relaunched the new Steinberg website, so mm-hmm. I would say stay tuned. Okay, that's good. That That's optimistic. I can live with that. Uh, Sean Cook is here. Uh, Les Bell and Kramer was my first guitar 2000 series, I believe. Sean Zimmerman here. Uh, Chad Boston. Ethan Short is here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Rocamp56 says, um, Good evening, Eric and Eljohn. I still have a 1985 Kramer Focus 1000 with Seymour Duncan D-Tuna. Very, very nice. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, and I think I, did I miss anybody else here. I know I think I did. Uh, Charles Green is here. What's going on, people? Great show. Um, Rokan 56 JB and Focus 1000 still sounds awesome. Miranda Becker is here. Awesome to see you two collaborate. Thank you, Miranda. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike Francis, great story with a great outcome. Um, okay, so that was a question from Brad on the Steinberger. Air Force from Sean uh, Cook. Let me see here. Uh, Kramer with Colt Maple Tops. That's from Mike Cheever. Nocturnal Butterfly has shared uh, the Kramer Facebook page. So everyone check that page out. There's some great stuff going on there. And uh, give it a like. It would be awesome. Scully's Woodshed is here. So this is a good question. Okay, this is a very, very good question. Um, And it was something that was on the itinerary tonight. Because there are some people, and there's nothing wrong by people not knowing this, because Kramer did kind of just kind of close, you know, kind of like, whoops, okay, we're going to go away for a little while. And they did. They disappeared. And now they're back. He is asking, who is making Kramers now? So let's 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 let you address that. Okay. So Epiphone. Okay. So the Gibson Gibson Brands as a company, uh, we own Kramer and Steinberger and Epiphone. And with all that, the Epiphone brand actually handles the manufacturing of Kramer along with Steinberger. So back when uh, music yo was happening music yo was actually epiphone selling kramer's direct to consumers and uh during that time i was a, a gibson artist gibson epiphone artist and i did have a a, a music yo kramer and i i thought i had it i thought i had it here but it must have uh, put it in a case but we'll have to bring it out for the next show but it sure. was a checkerboard the checkerboard 84 nice which was killer because as you know i just mentioned uh, how much of a rick nielsen fan i am so i wanted to get uh, something very rick nielsen-esque and that was it but uh from music yo uh the dealers wanted to carry them in store so we have that but yes epiphone has been making uh kramers uh we bought the company back in the day and here we are we're still making them so there you go. They're being manufactured, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, further into the program how you guys have really paid attention to how they were. Like, I mean, you put you put some of those actually. And I, I I don't know this for a fact, but I was kind of given some information that some of them were almost put under a microscope to to analyze them and make sure they're recreated exactly like them. So I think I think you've done wonders with them. And I, I here's another thing I want to say to you, just as a as a nod to I I don't own a Gibson guitar. I've always wanted to own a Les Paul, I've, and it will be one day. 
day I will have one. I, I've just, I think every guitar player has to have a Gibson one day in their life. And some people like you guys and some other people here are fortunate to have many. But it's a bucket list thing I think you have to have as a musician. You need a good Telecaster. You need a good Stratocaster. You need a good Les Paul and so on and so forth. But Epiphone is, I think the, the higher end Epiphone is an amazing, I mean, all, all of them are good, but an amazing product. Like you guys are really doing something special with the Epiphone. Yeah, we we are, and once again, we we have facilities that are overseas mm-hmm. that that have uh, a lot of great attention to detail that are run by Gibson employees that are there, and uh, owning the owning the um, manufacturing side stuff for Epiphone and producing it is is been a real big blessing for us because we can control that. Um, but as it pertains to Kramer, as you said, I'm uh, I. It, it has been on record um, back when even the vintage Kramer forum was still uh, active. Um, the engineer at Epiphone, Richard Akers, has done such a great job of, of scanning guitars and making sure that we do make them as faithful as possible. But we also are putting players forward. In other words, you know, the volume bleed mods mm-hmm. uh, using real Floyd Rose FRT 1000s, um, using great, you know, pots and using um, you know, sometimes uh, the the Seymour Duncan or AMG or even Gibson pickups in, in our uh, models, which are great. So it's just an extraordinary value um, for the player. So you, you know when you're you're getting, no matter what, what price point of Kramer and no matter what price point of Epiphone, that you're getting a really quality instrument that has been checked and inspected. And um, we do have great customer service that's uh, online 24-7. Important. So if something if something gets wonky, um, you know we are happy to take care of it uh, for the customer, and you know just make sure you register your guitar. I mean mm-hmm. we're we're gonna make sure that it's right for you, and you can order them through any Gibson dealers. Uh, we have do we do have some dealers that do carry them, uh, like Sam Ashes, and I, we just you know I got another email today. We have got another great dealer that I'm gonna have to pull up on the email, but um, you know they do a really good job of. Uh, you know, selling and putting the instruments out there. And hopefully uh, your listeners and your viewers can take it to heart and visit a store and pick one up. Oh, exactly. Like long, long, long McQuaid in Canada, for heaven's sake. Yes. I was going to mention that because just, I, that's perfect that you mentioned that. Cause I was gonna say long McQuaid is a great dealer. And just uh, two days ago, what did we got? Um, I guess it was Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Junior and I were in London, Ontario. We went to long McQuaid. We were, we we're down there on business and, um, but we stopped at long McQuaid. And uh, they had a beautiful, and Junior just was just like, it was almost like, oh, they had the Epiphone, like I think it's a Karina V, and he, he wants that guitar in the worst way. And we didn't bring it down because it was way high up on, like I didn't, I didn't even want to bother the guitar salesman to bring it down because, you know, we weren't buying that day and I didn't want to waste his time. And I've been a music retail guy. I don't want to be like the Wayne's world with the, uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> the Stratocaster and uh, whatever, but, but it was beautiful. So it's a phenomenal guitar. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and here it is. So yeah. people are asking where they can pick up the Kramers. Um, so uh, just stateside, obviously, Sam Ash, you can order them. Um, you can look online to get some of that stuff. We've got uh, Motor City Guitars. We've got um, Honeycut Guitars in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, they're just great. Of course, Long McQuaid up, up north. Um, and then we have a bunch of great dealers in Europe and in Japan that have Kramers as well. But if they have the Gibson badge, if they are Epiphone dealers, obviously they can get you the guitar that you want. And, uh, hopefully, um, you know, we'll have our, our website re- 
you know, redone and everything like that, you know, sooner than later and, and have all the new models up and, and some, some of these models too. So we'll just have to see how it goes, but, uh, it's people like you, it's people that are watching the show that love Kramer that buy new Kramers that, uh, we want to help, uh, find a Kramer dealer. And of course you can always call customer service, uh, at 1-800-4-Gibson and, and find a Kramer dealer near you. So. I want to talk to my my local buddy here. And it's one of the music shops I, I frequent. There's in, in my area, there's three music stores, like immediate area, and I've worked for two of them, two of the three. And then one is now my favorite one I go to all the time, and he's a Gibson dealer, uh, and mm-hmm. he carries a lot of Gibson products. Are you familiar with Frank's Music Center? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. So Steve, he's a very good friend of mine, and I, I haven't even said this to him yet, but I'm like, I'm going to tell him, you got to if you can get the Kramers because you, you're stocking the Gibson, and he does a lot of Epiphone volume there, um, I think it would be great for him to sell Kramers. I really do. You know what? This is if he's the Gibson. I, I don't deal with Canada a whole lot, mm-hmm. but if he's a Gibson dealer, have him do a clinic with you. We'll we'll support it. You know, we'll do what we can to support it, and uh, maybe you could do some, uh, you know, get some of his uh, guitars and 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 borrow them for for uh, demos and things. That'd be pretty sweet. We could work something out with. Sure, him. that'd be awesome. And it would be a really cool nod to that as well because he's slowly. He's not an EVH uh, dealer as far, but he's uh, uh, somehow obviously authorized because he, yeah, he's talking Charvel and stuff like that. Uh, so he's bringing in some EVH stuff as well too. So I would have an EVH amp there and everything re- ready to go. And he's a, a Line Six dealer, so I could have everything I need at Kramer EVH and Line Six in one store. So I'll talk to yeah, him about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely. Just have him email me or something. I will you know? for sure. So yeah. you've been you've been fiddling with this guitar, and I know which one it is now. At first, I thought it was pink. It's just the lighting. So let's. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you got there? I feel that. So uh, yeah. So this is the famed 1984 uh, Diver Down. Mm-hmm. This is based on the '84 Beretta. And you can see here the big banana headstock. It's hard to see, and I'm sorry, my lighting here. And I don't have the big, uh, the big nice uh, lighting. I'm gonna have to get some lighting like Eric does. <laughs> but you can see the, uh, you can see the headstock here. Beautiful. Um, you can see in the very back, we've got the tools, the skunk stripe, the quarter saw maple neck, the maple body. So it's it's pretty substantial. The FRT 1000, Floyd Rose. Mm-hmm. We've got the Seymour Duncan in there. Um, we got the JB. And we have the push pull, which is nice, so you can have that quill split action, and it just it just plays great. I mean, super low action, and uh, the one thing that is different about this than the original one is you can see here there is that neck adjustment mm-hmm. right here. Okay, and we actually started doing that a long time ago um, in the Music Yo era days before it was a thing, mm-hmm. right? But you can take your Allen wrench and make your little adjustments there. And you can see that in the very back, you can see we, we do have the, you see, I still have the plastic on the back. Look at me. Yeah. So I still have the plastic on the back, but it is a four bolt, um, 1984, you know, joint there. It's hard to see. Yeah. And it I does it have though. Kramer in the back, but, um, you know, it's just super comfortable. It's what you, what you would want for a really smooth, just a, you know, shredder style neck and very low action, very low frets and, you know, it's it's just a great guitar, and we have this, and and I'm sure you can pull up the website, but um, we've got this in that nice banana yellow. We've got it in this diver down color here, which is super nice. And 
we've got in a few more. I think we still have it. Um, we haven't had it in white in a while, but yeah. So we have a, we have a few different colors and flavors that you can see on the website. It's funny. Anytime I type in Kramer, just the word Kramer in my browser, this is this is funny. I'll actually have to show this on the screen sometime. It literally goes to Kramer slash products, whatever, blah, 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 the 84, because that's the one I'm going to all the time. <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm not kidding. Yeah. So if I, tonight, um, you know, uh, Nocturnal Butterflies asked me for links so she can share them in the chat. And I'm saying, okay, let me go grab the Kramer link. And literally I had to take off the 84 and backslash, you know, go back to the homepage. And I'm not <laughs> kidding. But that's cool. It, it's awesome. And I, I do love the fact that you can access the trust rod uh, at the body like that, because I always find it's like, I don't want to say it's a pain, you know, with the different guitars, like, you know, like on a, on a Gibson Les Paul, or whatever, you have to take off the little, the bell, you know, the truss rod cover, not a big deal, you know, but it, when you want to make a quick adjustment, that's what I love about that quick little uh, half a torque, you're back and you're back into the game and playing yes. less time messing and more time playing. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and it's, it's, once again, it's just so much fun, you know, when, when you get down to brass tacks, you want a guitar that feels good, that, mm-hmm. that plays great. And then also that inspires you to play, you know, so I'm just happy about all that. It it inspires me to rock out every time I pick it up. So they're fun. I mean, they just they look cool. I mean, obviously, every time you look at a Kramer guitar, you go back and we'll talk about this throughout the program as well, too. But you almost picture a few people, you know, you picture your Eddie Van Halen's, you picture your Vivian Campbell's, you know, there's there's so many synonymous names, Richie Sambora's and, and on and on and on and on. I mean, you almost if you almost weren't somebody unless you were playing a, a Kramer guitar back in the day. Well, this is true. Um, when once again, it goes back to the point that you you brought up that it's so artist driven, mm-hmm. and people like Richie Sambora, as you mentioned, Vivian Campbell, obviously Eddie Van Halen were just great. Even Paul Dean, you yeah, know, yeah. I love Lover Boy. Everybody did back in the eighties. So. Um, and that was great. Uh, uh, Elliot Easton, who's mm-hmm. a Gibson artist still to this day. Uh, just so many great artists. Mick Mars. Hey, the list goes on and on. Everybody played Kramer. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. So you've you've obviously taken a, a lot of, you've kind of homage to the things that were popular back in the day with a lot of us used to take, you know, pencil erasers and glue them on the back of our headstock. And drill, I used to drill a hole and just stick my Allen wrenches in there. The fact that, you know, people want to access that trust rod. You've done things like that. Um, it just a lot of really cool uh, enhancements to the guitar that, you know, you know could be overlooked easily, but just make that uh, kind of uh, a, a bonus for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once again, we, we designed it with players in mind. What yeah. do players need access to the most? Mm-hmm. Well, they're Allen wrenches. If you're playing a guitar with a Floyd Rose, you better have that yeah. handy. And, you know, once again, the, just the fact that you can get a little bit of versatility there with the, with the push pull, yeah. you know, push pull is super cool. And, you know, even though that this is set up um, to float, you know, there's a little bit of clearance there. But, I mean, I could still put a D-Tuna in there if I wanted to. And my, my Kramer from 1980, or the 84 Kramer that I have from Music Yo, that Music Yo era Kramer, mm-hmm. has got a uh, has got a uh, D-Tuna in it. Um, and I just wish I had it accessible. But I don't. Uh, my, okay. my, stu- my studio is a wreck, just so you know. No problem. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that, that was a question I was going to ask. I was going to ask if the '84 came floating, so that answers that question. But mm-hmm. here's something I think a lot of uh, a lot of the Kramer, not not all, but some Kramer fans may not know. And this is a good friend of ours, uh, Adam Reaver at Fu Dash Tone, uh, yep. Futone. 
Um, he sells two products uh, that will, because uh, Trem stabilizer, not not the Trem uh, stopper, but he has a, a two products available. So if you want to put a detuner on a floating Trem, you can do it. So uh, look up fu-tone.com, and he sells two different products, and one's you know a little different than the other. But if you want to do that, you want to use a detuner, and you don't want to have to lock your uh, your Floyd down, then you can do that. That's a great thing about these guitars is they already have great hardware and things and adam does great like if you wanted to upgrade your floyd block to an fu tone block or an fu fu tune uh, fu tone uh, noiseless spring mm-hmm. or whatever that he's got i mean adam's got a ton of that stuff so hi adam what's up brother <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon i missed you at summer nam i thought you were walking around I, I don't remember if you came to the custom shop party or not but uh, we'll have to hook up sometime soon oh hell so. that'll be a good meetup for sure and, mm-hmm. and and when you sent me the uh the pacer the vintage pacer that was mm-hmm. one of two guitars in the entire house that i have with floating trams i'm not a floating trim guy for anything now back in the day yes i had the ibanez gems i had you know various different guitars that had floating tremolos but i'm not that guy and i thought okay i'm gonna probably either buying a trim stopper from adam or i'm going to lock i'm gonna uh, flush mount it but i also have a guitar from line six the um the jtv 89f variax and it's floating and i thought you know what it's nice to have a couple guitars uh, different right and the the floating trim on on the uh, pacer has it made me play differently and and i've adapted my hand resting out my palm muting everything already it was it was a no-brainer i learned it in seconds and it's making it's making me play better in different ways too so that's very cool i'm glad i left it that way yeah well it's nice to have a guitar where you can flutter exactly (laughs) exactly you you can't you can't do the brad gillis stuff unless you flutter it so uh you got to be able to have the flutter in there and the brang and all that other stuff that you do um that you can't do with a you know the Floyd Bros just setting you know setting a proper way that this is the this is the eighty eighty five Beretta okay nice um, so you can see the eighty five this is in blue and uh, it does have the stubby banana headstock okay and the FRT one thousand as well and this too also has the push pulls but uh, this one's also set to float which is uh, which is super nice so you know once again just you know awesome heavy ass maple yeah <laughs> was eight, was eighty five uh, USA made. Uh, the 85, the 85 and the 84, these are all made overseas. Okay. All right. Uh, now music, yo, um, now music, yo assembled them in the United States. In this particular case, they are assembled overseas and they are set up in the United States. Okay. Um, or in your case, uh, I believe, uh, and they're inspected too. So th- as they leave, they're inspected our o- overseas plants, they're inspected, they come to us, and before they go to our dealers, they're inspected, and the same goes for our Canadian brothers. And then when it comes to the EU, we do have uh, set up shops and stuff like that there in the EU. So there is, you know, that inspection process that goes into the guitars before they make it out the door. Now, in transit, we all know things do happen, things yep. tend to shift and change. Um, when your uh, guitars on a boat, you know, things do change. <laughs> climate changes. That's why we, yeah, climate changes, humidity, all these other factors. So that's why we have that uh, in place so that we, you know, that the guitars are inspected or whatnot um, before it goes to a dealer. And then the dealer can, you know, as it, it as it hangs and acclimates, you know, they're they're supposed to maintain it a certain way yeah. as well. So, yeah, we just want we want the experience to be very good. And and uh, with a guitar like this, obviously, you know, we. We definitely love the the fact that you know they're they're set up and maintained and like out of the box they just play just superbly. 
you play so good. So. I can I can give a, a true testament to that because I'd have to go back and watch this, but I know this for a fact because I did an unboxing. And sometimes mm-hmm. this this you can shoot yourself in the foot doing a live unboxing, and and that's why I do like to do them for the sole fact I like to live on the on the danger uh, edge because it's believable, right? So if I'm opening right. up something for the first time, I'm testing it, and I, and I um, I haven't fallen flat on my face yet. I mean, knock on wood. It's coming, um, but I haven't yet. And I did it with pedals, and people are like, okay, this guy's learning it with us. So if, if he can learn it, uh, I can learn it. And that's my intention. So right. I, I opened up the two Kramers that one night, the Assault the, and the um, the Vintage Baser. And I, I, I thought, you know what? Actually, this feels awesome. Uh, let's plug it in. I plugged it in. I, I had an E chord, and I was I was intonated. It was perfect. Now we're coming from overseas to, to warmer climates, climates in the USA and up in here to cooler climates at the time in Canada. Um, and it was perfect. Now, I know that's not going to happen every single time. Like you mentioned, there's the different factors. but it, And I know you didn't give me any special treatment than anybody else. It was perfect. Nice. Well, that's great. Once again, a testament to the people that work at Epiphone mm-hmm. at, our, at our distribution centers and stuff. I mean, they they do such a great job with setups um, and very rarely do our product specialists have to go in and do an extra setup. But of course, you know, we, we do on occasion yep. and uh, it, it just happens, you know, guitars are made of wood. Every and piece wood is different. Tends to shift and sometimes a, a tree just wants to be a tree sometimes. <laughs> and, and you just have to make sure that you do what you can in order to, to make sure the wood is happy when you build a guitar initially. And then afterwards is trying to maintain that. So, um, that's just a testament to the quality of the products that we're, we're doing. And I, I, I'm glad it worked out great for you. I remember seeing that unboxing. I'm going, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. I know. I'm excited it too. <laughs> it it could have went south. You never know. But I, I will continue to do that because I like that honesty. And if if it had been bad, you know, like I always find something good to say even about something bad. So even if it, it, it might have been out of tune, I would have said it's natural, right? So, but I didn't have to do that. So that was awesome. Um, let's jump right. back over to the chat for a quick second. Here's another question from Sean Cook. Um, and it's something you can elaborate as little or as much as you want to. He says, please explain the endorsement process. So uh, Joe, Joe guitar player or, you know, a girl guitar player out there wants to approach you for uh, an endorsement. Um, what is the process that they should um, go or go through? Well, first and foremost, I have to say that I am in sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. So I do not have the i am not part of our entertainment relations department although um, they do a lot of of great scouting of talent and things of that nature but from my experience i think it's just important a that you invest in the brand that you want to endorse you know i think that's just key for one so do you play guitar uh do you play that brand of guitar do you play that brand of guitar strings approach company that you feel that you can um you have a connection with and not just a company that you feel like you're going to get free stuff from. That's right. And that is, uh, <laughs> that is just you know no bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure I'm I'm sure other people in our uh, our entertainment relations department would love to hear from artists. And if you just want to call one eight hundred four Gibson and connect with artist relations in some way, uh, we do have artist relations offices all all around the world. And I think we would love to hear from you and um, maybe. Just maybe uh, we'd love to see you uh, at one of our events, you know, so just be on the lookout at Gibson.com or KramerGuitars.com and and figure out where we're going to be in the months to come and just come out and see us and say hello. Be prepared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And bring your chops. I think it's I think it's just really important to establish a relationship, if anything. You know, I think that if you come across like, hey, you know, I'm 
nobody you know, but I want to start a relationship with you and maybe you want to hook me up with some free stuff. Maybe not be the best thing yeah. to do. And believe it or not, a lot of people, um, a lot of us, I have friends at Line 6, right? Yeah. I have friends at uh, EVH. I have uh, friends at Dunlop, right? And... We all know everybody. I know. I know it's a very small world. In we some all cases, know everybody. In some cases, some of you guys work for multiple companies. So, oh, yeah. You know, sure. I could be talking to you at Kramer, and you could also be, you could be a Dunlop guy. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that you are, but you could be, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Right, right. I mean, uh, the the thing is, is that people in the MI industry tend to change jerseys. Uh, yeah. You know? Yep. And I've been lucky to have this jersey for 13 years. But before I was, I had this jersey, I had another jersey on too at mm-hmm. one point. And that jersey was great. It taught me a lot of the MI business and made a lot of connections. And that's why I just continually just learn about the business that I'm in and about other players and what they want. So I think it's just really important to be humble yeah. and have a good relationship with people and just be real. And, um, I think that if you're, you're talented and you are honest and have a great heart uh, and are humble and are willing to do things for the company, like go out there and do clinics and Mm -hmm. promote and do this, that's great. What type of value do you bring to a company? And then, and I say that for everybody, you know, what kind of value to bring your company? And like I said, I, I am not in the role of an artist relations person for our company at this time. But I can just speak on behalf of what I know from my previous experience working in artist relations. And um, but like I said, it, it, it sometimes it's just a very simple thing of uh, just getting to know someone at an event and uh, starting a relationship like that. And, and one thing I'd say, that's 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 perfect advice. And when I, I got endorsed by EVH, that was back in the day I was ma- mailing a postal press kit, you know, like DVDs and a nice glossy this and all that kind of stuff. Sticking Same in here, mail. man. Yeah, it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a different yeah. day today. So here's my piece of advice for people. We have the internet available to us. Everyone has the internet everywhere. Um, everyone has a social media account for the most part, umpteen of them. Um, get a YouTube page. Put some videos out there. Do your stuff on, on Instagram and all that. Instagram is a good, a good hot uh, button. And tag some of these manufacturers. Tag Kramer. Tag Gibsons. Tag the EVHs. Tag Line 6. Using that product. Show that you have it. Show that you have a, a multiple of their products. And um, first of all, even if you only own one product and you're playing it and you tag them, a lot of times you and these other manufacturers are going to be, hey, this is free advertising for us, so let's reshare it. That's a start for you. That's a start of a, a 360 engagement between the artist and the, uh, the manufacturer. So just do that with no expectations. And you never know. When you're not looking for things, sometimes they will come and, and seek you out. Someone might say, hey, you know, I, I saw your video. You got like 15,000 views in that same day post playing that Kramer guitar, like, you know, just hypothetically here. And that's what you do. Just get out there and, and play, play, have fun, smile, and um, who knows what could come. Well, exactly, right? So with Kramer social media, you know, they tag Kramer. And they contact Kramer on the Instagram. And... The guys at Kramer are awesome about replying back to that stuff and questions, especially on Instagram, just because it's so readily accessible, right? And you can share awesome pictures of you playing live, and oftentimes the people at Kramer will retweet it because they're badass-looking photos, and that's what we love. We love to see people playing the product and supporting the product, doing videos just like you did and other Kramer artists that are in the chat today. Um, that I'm that we're so grateful for that 
are passionate about the product. They love it. They want to take pictures of them playing it. They shoot videos of themselves playing it and using it every day. And for those people that are watching that are Kramer aficionados from even way back in the day, from the, the beginning of the company, if you ever were involved with Kramer in any way, we love that. The legend lives on. We want to be able to continue supporting you and paying homage because we love the past, Kramer's past, but we also want to embrace new players as well that uh, love what we're doing uh, today and carrying that torch uh, for, for the years to come. So um, just tag us in your post. That would be a great way to start and letting people know that you love Kramer, that you play Kramer, and you support the brand. That's awesome. So that was a question that originated from Sean Cook. So there you go, Sean. Hopefully that helps. And um, uh, best of luck to you as well, too, if you pursue that. I, I wish you very uh, great luck on that. I'm going to take a quick second here as well, too. This is something that uh, Nocturnal Butterfly has put a lot of uh, effort into as well, too. So people have been asking us here throughout the Aviation Gear TV channel, Helix Hour, and now here with our brand new entity of Kramer Corner, you, can we, when can we get some merch? When can we get some merch? And I've had some coffee cups here, and I've had some stickers here and there, but so busy producing the shows that I just don't have time to get the stuff. And I was doing the physical, making the merchandise, going to the t-shirt shops and have them make me two dozen or blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we've teamed up with um, with Teespring, a lot of people using Teespring out there. So I'm going to just flip over to a screen very quickly. Then we're going to come back to some really, really cool guitar content. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the folklore um, about, you know, the relationship between Eddie Van Halen and Kramer back in the day. And it's never been more scrutinized. And it's almost like the the lunar landing, people trying to figure out what actually happened, right? And what's Eddie doing? But we're going to... I'm going to switch over to a screen real quick here. So we have a new merchandise lineup, Kramer Corner, The Helix Hour, EVH and Gear TV, and Sandra Lee has brought out her own new brand here called Broadstash. So people obviously know, uh, you know me with the mustache. Uh, so you can see up in the top here as well, too. We've got the Kramer Corner shirts. We've got all kinds of Kramer Corner various incarnations. You've got EVH and Gear TV. You've got the Helix Hour. We've got tanks. We've got hoodies. We've got zipper hoodies. We've got stickers. Uh, what else we got? So if you want to get to that, um, I think Nocturnal Butterfly will throw the link in the description. There's a really cool electric green Kramer Corner shirt. I know, Aljon, you can't see this at the moment. But we've got ladies' uh, uh, tanks, all kinds of good stuff. Just go to broadstash.com and you can place your order now. And we're certainly not making a killing on these things. Any of the profits that we do make, which is very, very little on top of that, just goes to kind of further accent our programming here on the show. So that gives you a little bit of an idea. But I'm going to jump back in. I know she'll post that link here as well, too. So the question I want to ask you, and that is basically, like as I alluded to, is the you know Eddie Van Halen was one of the first people. I'm not saying necessarily the very first, but one of the very first uh, people that really made be okay. What's this Kramer? What's this, what's this Kramer about? And you know, with his 5150 guitar and other incarnations down the road there was everyone has an opinion of what it was, and we're not going to get into what it is tonight because sometimes no one even really 100 percent knows. But have you ever known any and a working relationship between two people, um, Kramer and Eddie Van Halen in this case, that has so much folklore and mystery behind it? Man, I I do not. Eddie just has a lot of folklore behind his gear. I've got books and magazines, much like you do, yep. and I collected every magazine Eddie Van Halen's been in. A lot of us at the the Gibson Epiphone office have as well, um, just because you know his nickname was the fountain you know yeah. so it's kind of like that's kind of where it was right that kind of launched the million ships a million of us little guitar players that wanted to play and have that brown sound so i i really i i can tell you that we have uh people that work with our company 
that are very close to Eddie and his techs. Um, we've got uh, our master Luthier um, had worked with Eddie on those projects for for PV and uh, subsequently um, EVH, which was which was great. Now it works for us. But uh, they they were very integral into the making of the guitar, and I'm sure they've asked him tons and tons of questions <laughs> about the type of gear that he had, and talking about the bodies, you know, the original Frankenstein, and then moving into the the uh, 5150, um, his his Kramer that he that he played. Um, so it's just it, it's cool, you know, and I'm happy that Ed's doing his thing. You mm-hmm. know, we're we're all happy Ed's doing his thing, but uh, you know, there is so much folklore to that and what he actually did and, and and the guitars the other kramers that he owned that that he was photographed with like his ripley or mm-hmm. you know or so the other stuff that he's played over time you know the the beretto the no bozos i mean you can just go the <laughs> list goes on and on man. i know i know it was is so cool i i want i wish um you know music zoo uh did a did a run of just very limited like kramer 84s with the no bozos on it and i was just like i want that guitar so bad i want it would not be cool <laughs> Yeah, well, you know that 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 was so limited that uh, it it went by really quick. So I guess what you could do it today. I mean, it's so easy to you know manufacture vinyl printing. I would just get pick up a, a cream one and pick it a vinyl print, stick it on the guitar. Well, I'll leave it with you to do that. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that all you want. Uh, we we we're not going to touch that one, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we had fun with it while it lasted. So. That that's awesome. <laughs> um, a question over in the chat from Insomniac Matt. He always likes to ask string questions, uh, and okay. he's asking, "What strings does this week's guest use?" And I'm quite curious because I don't know either what you use. What, what do you use and, and gauges? Okay, so typically I use uh, Brightwire Gibsons 10 to 46. Okay, and I have I happen to like uh, Dunlop strings as well. Yeah, um, I've used. Uh, gosh, what do I have here? I've got the. Um, I'm a big fan of uh of zz top so i have got some of billy f gibbon strings hanging out here somewhere in the studio they're hanging out somewhere here but uh the reverend willie strings are just they're just great they feel great to me um but i also love the dario ernie ball i mean i've played it all i've played them all much like yourself yeah but um but yeah i mean the the gibson strings are obviously i work for the company so uh, that's what i'm using but i also am partial to the reverend willie uh dunlop strings too i have that on a couple of my les pauls and they are killer so and 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 uh billy using eight gauge strings at times Okay, so he does that and like seven and a halfs, and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I used I used I use tens. Uh, that's that's definitely what what I what I use. Um, and you know the thing is too, you know some guitars, a lot of a lot of players uh, don't utilize this, but some guitars just sometimes call for a different gauge of string. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I mean, so if you feel like. You know, e- even though this is a twenty-five and a half inch scale guitar, so you know having nine, uh, nine to forty-two on his uh, on this feels really good. Um, sometimes having tens would be great, and I think it's just a matter of experimenting. And what better mod can you do for an inexpensive you know amount of money than to experiment with different strings, different string alloys, and definitely different string gauges, and you can get different responses. Now, I remember you talking about how uh, tracking digitally with Thicker strings, larger gauge strings does help, and this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gibson had developed a, a, a string called humbucker strings, which were very um, uh, great to track 
digitally because of the the metal alloy that we used on okay. that. But uh, yeah, in any one of those things, you're doing a lot of like modeling. You're working with the helix, or you're working with the head rush, or whatever you're working with. Um, getting a thicker string so that it tracks in a digital environment better is definitely the way to go if you wanted to do that. I agree. And there there were times where actually I, I kind of laughed when I said eights, you know, um, with with Billy Gibbons. But there were times back in the day on Ibanez gems and a couple of the Kramer strikers I had as a as a late teen. Uh, I was using eights. And I was busting in strings like left and right, and I was wondering why. Obviously, <laughs> it's a thin string, but it was that was a shredder man, and, and with low action and tapping, what you could do with with an eight, eight gauge uh, set of strings was pretty cool. Well, you know the great thing about that, and what Billy Gibbons, I've been lucky enough to meet Billy Gibbons um, a couple times. He's super nice, mm-hmm. but he'd be like, "Son, why are you working so hard?" Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And when you have such a light touch, and he have you know, and he does these pinch harmonics, you know, with his you know with his thumb just going back and forth, you know, raking those pinch harmonics. Yeah. And uh, he didn't need to work too hard, but he his vibrato was was different. But if you're doing a wild vibrato like Eddie Van Halen, where you're literally doing these these huge bends, where you're bending even a you know a step and a half sometimes, you know, doing the wild bends, you got to have a little bit of meat, you know, on there, um, just so that you can you know maintain that tone and it doesn't just you know go out. You know, you got to have a little bit of that tone there, and the fatter strings help to facilitate that. In my opinion, your mileage may vary, so yeah. you have to experiment with what works for you. I like that when you said he says to you, uh, you know, why why are you working so hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't absolutely. have to be that hard. I, we have a we have a my my friend that plays in a band. I I, I play um, in a cover band in a funk band occasionally here in in Nashville, and he set up Billy's guitar. He 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 said that story, and 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 Todd was like, you know, I can't believe he plays with these spider web strings. <laughs> I know the spider web strings. He had to set up Billy's guitar, and I just I couldn't believe it myself. I I'd heard about it, but it's different when you actually see it. Yeah, it's like it. dental floss. It's just dental floss. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. But you know, you know, and it, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. To what we know from Stevie Ray, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Right? Yeah, the opposite. Steve Thirteen gauge. Like, yeah. How does he get his monster tone? Well, he plays 13s. Yeah. And then you listen to Billy Gibbons and he plays sevens. And you're like, really? That that comes from Billy Gibbons? But man, sometimes it's all in the fingers, right? Another example is George Pahone Jr. He's been on my show a couple of times from Cairo Knife Fight, you know, and Black Eyed Peas sure. and stuff like that. And, and I know he's using some crazy tunings. I don't even want to venture the number of the strings what he's using the gauge, but I mean, basically be like pulling off my brake line cable on my car and giving him that as an elevator cable. And that'd be his, his E string, you know, it's just like, Lord, you know, but it is what it is. It is what it is, man. I, but the, I I love just modding the guitars and changing the guitar string, changing your pick. Yeah. That a huge difference. Huge difference. Yep. A huge difference, you know, and if you're in the studio, like Eric has been, like I've been, um, sometimes you get the metal picks, sometimes you mm-hmm. get, you know, the, the, whatever it is, I'm using these, um, these Dunlops right now, these Tortex picks. Those are nice. See. Yep. You can see it. Oh yeah. It's got my name on it. How about that? Look at that. Um, nice. But yeah, sometimes you, you use those and I just like the grip on these, but you know, uh, Les Paul, he made his own guitar picks. So it's just, it's whatever works for you that gives you the tone that you want. I agree with that. And sometimes people really don't think that a guitar pick is going to make that much of a difference. So here's two things you can do right off the get-go that are very inexpensive. You know, forget about changing pickups and things like that. Change uh, change your style of picks. Change uh, a gauge or a brand of strings. And you'll see what that does for you. Yeah, the different and the different... 
um, the different type of string um, interact alloys. with the pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the NYXLs, right? Yeah. Great. Or, or Ernie Ball, Cobalt, mm-hmm. or you know whatever whatever it is you're you're looking for. You know some co- some people like coded strings, so it just really depends on you know how it reacts to your 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 pH and your 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 skin mm-hmm. and what type of tone you're looking for. But I will warn you, um, when I was playing, I, I started playing stainless steel strings back in the day, and sometimes stainless steel is really, really rough on your frets. Yeah, um, if you're doing a lot of crazy bends and stuff like that, because you know that alloy is actually harder than your fret. Yeah. Um, so you need to be very careful with that, because I I didn't realize that when I was a kid, and I had to refret my guitar quite a bit. So uh... <laughs> yeah, take that as a note for sure. Yeah, be yeah, be be very careful. Use stainless steel frets with stainless steel strings. Yes. How about that? And then you might be that? you're safer that way. You uh, might be safer, yes. Yeah. Over in the chat, Darren Moore Rock and Roll says playing my new old Kramer four oh four makes me want to be Vito Brada or Eddie Van Halen. And and I think oh. he's referring to that new one that he got. Um it's a used one, obviously. But uh, our good friend here, mutual friend Jamie Trevino, he did a hot rod on that for him. And uh uh, that was a really, really cool. So D- Darren's really jumped into the Kramer um, family head first. And you know, he's really enjoying it. He started seeing me, me and Jamie playing them. And uh, yeah. he was getting that bug. And he's he's thrilled. I, and I'm really happy to see that. He's a good player. Man, uh, I am too. And he also brings up Vito Brada. Yes. Let me tell you how badass Vito Brada is. I am such a huge White Lion fan. And Michael Wagner, um, legendary engineer, you know, he lives here in town. I've been to his studio. Um, it would be so cool f- for us to do a live show over at his uh, Wireworld studio. Oh, because cool. There you can get, uh, he, he's got Gibsons, he's got all kinds of great guitars, but, you know, he's worked for Skid Row mm-hmm. and Extreme and all those folks with the monster guitar tones. And he worked with Vito. And I have to say that White Lion is one of my favorite, favorite bands. And um, Vito, I know you might be out there in the internet taking care of whatever you're taking care of, but man, it would be great to see you play guitar again, man. I'd really love to have him here on the show sometime, too. That would be fin- fantastic. God. And yeah. a Steinberger artist at that. I, I know. I know. <laughs> hey, here's here's a name you'll recognize, a good friend of mine and a good friend of a lot of ours here and someone who's a mentor to me as well, too, um, when it comes to YouTube. Steve from Boston's here. Uh, All right, Steve. He, yeah, he has I two just, comments. I, I just... I was just on his show just uh, watching before I, I, I came on your show. But, uh, Steve, how you doing, buddy? Great to see you. It's Summer Nam. And hopefully we'll get to be on uh, your show talking about some Kramer soon because he's a Kramer guy, too. That's right. I know. That's awesome. Steve, and, and, Steve, I want you to come on here, too. We have It's been a while. I had you back when you had your other identity. Um, but I want you to come back. We'll talk some more some stuff as well, too. But he says you had me at Dokken. And he also makes a further comment, too. Uh, saying Brad Gillis's performance on Ozzy's live album from '82 is just amazing. That was insane. That that was like a uh, raise the bar for rock guitar. It was just my insane. god. And if you see the Japanese tour, was it the Japanese tour on YouTube? He did. Uh, there's a bunch of footage, um, and some of the Japanese tours are just captured so perfectly. Uh, on VHS and transferred to YouTube. I mean, it's just amazing stuff. I mean, whether it be the Aussie uh, stuff mm-hmm. or the Night Ranger stuff or just just so many, th- like the Kiss when they when Kiss went over to Japan, they have great bootlegs that are on on YouTube. You need to go see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Seek it out. 
Uh, Mike Francis says, I want a Kramer, just don't know what to get. Hit the website up and just just shop around. Just just spend some time on there. But I'd recommend something with two humbuckers. You know, it gives you the best of both worlds. Not No pun intended. And it certainly wasn't a Van Halen reference. But, you know, <laughs> coil taps. I mean, the guitars are so versatile. You get a two humbucker guitar with dual coil taps. You, uh, there's so many things. I would recommend. I p- particularly like what I have. I'm going to pull it up. There you go. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to pull mine up real quick. Yeah, go for it. So uh, what Eric is reaching for right now would be the Pacer Vintage. And there you go. Yeah. So he's got the candy, uh, what is it, metallic red? Yeah. Which is awesome. I have here, and it's hard to see because I have a purple, I have a kind of a purple a studio here, but this is the glitter green. Oh, nice. Right? It's oh, the I... glitter green. And uh, and then I also have the purple one here, too. And once again, you know, you got the Duncan JBJN. You have here the, the quill splits, uh, which are super cool. And then uh, the FRT 1000, man, you know, maple neck and just, you know, still, still, still heavy, you know, maple body. But, uh, you know, once again, just killer. Boy, and I'm leaning on that one really hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I hadn't, hadn't tuned up this guitar in a while, but uh, I played this one. Uh, last time I played this one was at Blake Shelton's club downtown Nashville before CMAs when it opened and I was doing live band karaoke and, and it was fun because, you know, you get to play all the Bon Jovi that you want that day. <laughs> you know? uh, Garth Brooks and Bon Jovi all day long, all day and uh, all night. So that's what you do there on, in in, uh, in Nashville playing at those uh, karaoke bars. So that's what you do. That's pretty awesome. And speaking of awesome, this is cool. Jamie Trevino, the law says, Brad Gillis and I watched Starship together. That's that's a pretty cool moment. You and your one of your guitar <laughs> heroes watching Starship. That was down south when he was in the Caribbean there doing the 80s in the sand or whatever it was. Yeah, man. And I can tell you that Starship is no joke. I love Starship. And um, Craig was an awesome, he was a great, great artist, um, you know, and what a great, I, I don't know if uh, Craig's still with them, um, with this incarnation, but I've seen Starship a couple times at Disney, so, uh, <laughs> and, and they're great, great, great band, yeah, for sure. Phenomenal. Um, here, here's something I wanted to mention, this is something I think was one of the secrets to success for Kramer, uh, because yes. they're, the Kramer guitars from day one, back in the day, till today, were offered at a price point that I think pretty much everyone can afford, and some of them are even extremely entry level. So, do you think do you think the price point because of the guitars um, has a lot to do with why they're in so many people's hands? Yeah, um, I think so. I, they're they're super accessible, and we have we have guitars that are at retail for under four hundred bucks and under one thousand dollars. So. Uh, I think it's great, you know, even if you have a licensed Floyd Rose and two humbuckers, man, it gives you the body style and the neck that you love. It gives you some really cool, you know, comfortable playing, um, you know, it's a comfortable playing guitar. And down the road, you want to upgrade it, you know, it's a guitar ready to be upgraded. And uh, there you have it. You can still use that awesome body. So those those pacers are are great for that. And um and the strikers strikers are, are killer guitars and once again these guitars can be found for for under 500 bucks and they're just a, an amazing value they look cool they've got the they've got the pointy headstock like my sm1 back there in the back you oh yeah that's see. great oh yeah yeah now you get to see all the guitars in the back right so a lot of flying v's back there but you see that sm1 <laughs> that sm1 is is peaking back there and uh and that's that's really cool that you get that you know with the striker because i think People love the look and the playing, the 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 feel, the neck. I think it's just super important with a Kramer brand. Mm-hmm. If you're shredding, you're playing guitar, you want that neck to be solid, and that's why we use that Gorson Maple 
um, you know, just to get that rock solid performance. And uh, I, I think that the price just is awesome. You know, hell, you could, you could, you could look up, you, you could go online right now and, and look up uh, some guitars and, and get them for an incredible <laughs> buy right now. <laughs> if you want to just look for Kramer Pacer and you'll find some, and Kramer Striker, you'll find some incredible deals on those That's guitars. That's right. And a shredder at a, at, a, at a bargain basement price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple, uh, a Nocturnal Butterfly sent me a message here. She said people are requesting some jams. So did you, were you <laughs> able to set up an, I know we don't have your interface, you know, but do you have an amplifier? I, I, I wasn't able to set up I wasn't able to set up the amp. We had we had some technical difficulty with my interface um when, when Eric and I first started. And unfortunately I haven't been able to set up the amp. We'll have to save that for, for next time, Eric. You okay. and I. But uh, All right, no problem. The next time we'll have to we'll have to play black and blue or play play some we'll we'll play some Hagar era uh because uh you're you're stuck in the Roth era, so I'm gonna have to play some Hagar era stuff. Okay, that's know? I actually you know, I I love the same stuff earlier. too. You played pound cake earlier. I was like, Yeah, you, that's you heard that's that? Sweet. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll see if I have it hooked up here. I'll try one riff. One sec. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Def, I'm definitely not in a position to play as far as where I'm. I would have have not. Uh, I would have been sitting on my stool tonight. But let's see if I got the helix hooked up here. And I'll, what All I'll right. do is I'll give people some uh, that intro that they heard tonight was actually written with this guitar in line six helix. One second here. Let's see what we got. Let's see if we can hear there you Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I think it was something like this. Uh, this there you go. Yeah, this guitar it. rocks. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So that you know, I, go ahead. I, I let I let everybody down because I I was getting ready to uh, to hook up stuff to my interface and it just didn't didn't work out for some whatever reason it didn't work out this time. But next time, next it's time. guaranteed that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> it will. We're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do live karaoke here on on the uh, Kramer Corner. I, that that would be fantastic. Let's, I don't know how the latency is going to work out. You'd so never know. It could be the biggest car wreck known to man. But here, here's a well. good example of what we talked about earlier. You know, we talked about people, you know, just putting stuff out there on YouTube and stuff like that, just sharing their love for the product. There's a fellow in the chat I just met strictly. I was, actually, it was a recommended video because I've been doing so much Kramer stuff lately that Kramer recommended videos are popping up now. Obviously, looking at my search history, and um, and uh, so Hank Coffee popped up and he did an unboxing. Um, the other day on a Kramer guitar and you could see his passion. He was loving it. He was showing off the, you know, the Kramer logos on the frets, the headstock, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And, um, it, it made me subscribe to him right away. I, I mean, I stumbled across him and I commented on his video and I said, I'm I, this, I found you by accident, but I'm subbing because of it. Great to see the passion. I told him about the new show. He's subscribed to me now. And it's like, it's so cool how the community has come together just for the mutual love of guitar. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great that people have a place to come and share, uh, their experiences with gear, especially our Kramer brand and all the gear that you love to promote on your various channels. And I can't wait to go through all the comments and interact with people. I'll be um, reposting this on the Kramer Facebook. So be sure to just like uh, Kramer Guitars USA on Facebook and Kramer Guitars um, US on Instagram. 
and tag us as well because we'd love to see you uh, do unboxings, play yeah. videos, you know, do a little demo here and there, and we'll definitely try to to get those folks over there, at Kramer, to share it because they're super about sharing that type of content. So it's very cool. I I did forget to post your Instagram link, and I feel very bad I didn't do that. But in the chat tonight, we do have the Facebook and the website. So Nocturnal will share. I'm sure she'll grab the uh, Instagram link and share it before the program is over in the chat. But that's really cool too. Instagram is great for that because you just get to flip through. You could be on the grocery checkout line, just flipping through and looking at all the Kramer guitar artists and people just consumers out there having fun with that so very cool oh yeah absolutely and we we shared that kramer corner banner that graphic which was badass so we Thank shared you. that and uh yeah kramer guitars us on the old instagram image that's us Hi. there are a lot of fakes out there yeah. but we are the original so be sure to follow us and tag us um on there use it the hashtag kramer Graham or kramer guitars or kramer guitars us and uh we we have those bookmarked and and we'll make sure the team uh, looks at what you got going that, on that's fantastic yeah, yeah. uh james st mars in the chat has been in love with my 84 since i bought in 2014 just got done playing it actually well very very nice i, I love that uh ethan short says hi how are you uh let me see here and what else we've got in the chat here make sure i'm not missing there's a few people um greetings from arizona tone wars is here jared how you doing buddy all right tone yeah. wars what's yeah. up um let me see here i want one Kramer corner that's from mike francis uh yeah it looks like a lot of people want some kramers that's awesome let me see yeah, here. uh rick like is here let me see what else we got here uh kramer shirts yep we got some kramer shirts uh kramer corner shirts but we have to get some other kramers uh tone wars okay now this is something here i know we're not going to talk about um we can't obviously announce product development what's coming down the road but mm. it, it, is there anything you can, <laughs> is there anything you can comment on a seven string or is that something we'd have to leave for a later day you know it it's all about what the Kramer fans want. And if the Kramer fans want a seven string, we will definitely take it in consideration. Like I said, the team is very open and that's just not for Kramer. That's for everything under the Gibson Epiphone umbrella. If there is a need, um, we will investigate that need. And I know that, you know, a lot of people want to see us reissue a lot of really awesome signature guitars. And those, you just never know. Those things are all in the air right now. And we do have stuff that's cooking. I can't really elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. But suffice it to say that uh, if you pay attention to us on social media, you just never know what's going to happen. But we do listen. And the Creamer team tries their hardest to reply to uh, notes and emails that are sent. But I think Instagram is probably the best way to uh, get your voice heard as to what you want and what finishes and what reissues. Uh, I know that people want left-handed guitars and they want to bring back uh, American-made guitar art guitars, man. All of that, you just never know. You have to... Um, we we just want to supply people with the best quality products we possibly can at a great price that people will buy them. Uh, those are always factors with any company is making sure that your consumers are being served in the price points that they, they want. And that's all we can do is just try to give people the best product. And right now, you know, the 84, for example, is a guitar that we can't keep in stock. Off the shelf. I know. You know it, it, uh, people buy them very quickly um, so yeah, we're, we're trying our best to keep up with demand. And I'm sorry, like I said, I didn't realize I look so purple. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. So we're going to try to change that right now. So yeah, here you go. Let's see. If, uh, is that better? Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Look at that. Look at you go. Yeah, man. Okay. We're, we're changing. It's still, it's still kind of, well, we're going to have to get some front 
front light. No problem. That's so. good. That's cool. That's good. That yes. works. We've got Francisco <laughs> Gurdy in here from, if I'm saying it pro- uh, properly, which I probably not, greetings from Costa Rica. That's pretty cool. Um, the question I, w- I wanted to ask you is, does the current Kramer team talk to the guys in the shop from, you know, back then and, and Neptune and things like that? Do you have, does, are there any conversations or, you know, uh, emails, traded plays, or just any kind of fun, you know, banter? Well, well in terms of um, talking to the old guard, I we have some people I think that have friended some of those people, but okay. I, I, and I know that Richard and engineering and, and some of the other folks have been to like those Kramer expos and things of that nature, where a lot of the, the, uh, you know, the older Kramer fans and people that had once worked for the company had been, but uh, I, I believe that some people have been in, in, in talks with some people, but I don't know that to be certain. Okay. But I would welcome it. You know, I mean, I'm easy to find, um, on, on, on Facebook. So if anybody would want, um, you know, definitely hit, hit, hit me up. And, uh, I'm part of so many different forums that in regards to Kramer that, uh, you know, sometimes I pop my head in those forums and, and on Facebook, those user groups on Facebook. So, um, I would love that. I think it, it'd be great. And, uh, I would welcome it. You know, I definitely would welcome it. For That'd sure. be cool. Yeah, because there's some history there. Like you read some of these stories that are out there. There's just amazing things, right? You know, back from the yeah. Van Halen days and all the other artists that would come through there. And, you know, sometimes are good stories, sometimes maybe not the best of stories and anywhere in between. But there's stories and it's awesome to uh, to discuss. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got, you know, a remarkable amount of respect for those people that used to work at the Kramer factory in Neptune and and uh, artists like Dennis Klein and, and the list goes on and on, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's great and uh, over the course of time too um before i worked for gibson and now working for gibson i've been lucky enough to meet a lot of those those people back in the day they may not remember who i am mm-hmm. but a lot of those people that started the company uh, i'd met you know um whether it's the vicaros or anything like that i mean i'd when they had their own guitar company i met them and i thought that their guitars were amazing too when they branched out and did their own thing and uh so yeah, I, I've got we've got a lot of respect for those people for sure. I, I like that. I, I want I want to ask you a question as far as taking yourself out of let's let's take yourself out of the employment role where you are right now. I want to mm-hmm. ask you as a fan, how cool is it for you as a fan, not as an employee, uh, to see Kramer disappear for a while and now back and be really really shaking the the industry? How how cool is that for you? It's super cool because once again, the love for the brand is it dates back to when I first started playing guitar, when I first fell in love with the guitar. And so watching Eddie play, you know, hot for teacher, mm-hmm. you know, that, with that 5150 and that Kramer headstock, I'm like, man, this has got to be the coolest guitar on the face of the earth. You have the coolest guy on the face of the earth playing that guitar. Why the hell uh, would I not want to play that guitar and have others, you know, Richie Sambors and the Mick Marses of the world, um, the Vivian Campbells, for heaven's sake, Vivian Campbell. Man, you know, uh, another great guy, by the way, I have to say. Super, super, super nice guy. And to see all of them playing, it's it's it was great and inspires me as a child. It inspires me today, to this to this day. I, I love that uh, I'm associated with a brand. I'm proud as a product specialist for our, for Gibson to uh, go out there and promote it, have been given the opportunity. Thank you uh, to the office for giving me the opportunity to be on the show tonight because the Kramer fans are loyal. 
Kramer fans love the brand. Kramer fans love the guitar and we love them just as much as they love us. And we want to be able to show that and give back to them and offer awesome products and be able to have this great community of people. And I haven't seen a community that has been made up of former employees of a brand and fans of the brand over so long other than Gibson, you know, uh, an Epiphone, but you know, to, to be part of that legacy uh, with Kramer is just super great. And I'm very, very proud and it makes me happy. It really does it. You know, anytime people bring up Kramer, whether, you know, it's your show or someone else's show and they talk about Kramer and, you know, how they don't know if they make guitars anymore. I, I want to just jump out and, and sometimes I'll reply and say, hey, we're still alive. That's right. You know, um, we're still doing it. And um, it, it's it's great to be part of it in, in some little way. You know, um, 13 years is, a, is, is may, may not be a long time to some people, but it, it's uh, it's been a great a great run and, and I, I love that it's continuing you know that is so. a good run 13 years you know it's like 13. it's like going into a retail store you you, you drive down to a, a block that you never go to maybe out of your way sometime and you, and you see this yeah. shop you go in there like oh you guys are you guys new here I, I have never seen you before and they're like no I've been here for 15 years we've been here for 25 years we're a second generation you know yeah 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 well and and, and that's what it is I think people are rediscovering Kramer because of the internet yeah and uh, I thought that people would love the fact that Kramer came back with guitar hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was super cool that we, you know, out of all the video game controllers in the world, it had to be a Kramer guitar controller. You know, can you believe that? I know. And if I had the money back, I mean, now the Kramer guitar controllers for guitar hero, like no one plays guitar hero anymore, but I, I would love that, uh, to have the old Kramer guitar hero controller because I have the SG one, but I never got the Kramer one. I'm thinking, Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll go get it whenever. And then of course, you know, no more, but, <laughs> you know, but to have Kramer's in a video game back in the day was super neat. And that kind of helped really give us another, uh, life back in the early, early days of, of that video game. And, uh, and now that it's coming back with the internet and, and passionate people like yourself and the people that are involved watching this and, and seeing it in the chat is, is really nice. So it's awesome. It is. It, it's, it's a warm, it's a very warm feeling. And it's nice to be connected with all these people, guys and girls worldwide. It's, it's very, very cool. That's why I was Man, really excited. How, yeah. about it. How, how eclectic are our fans and our players and our artists? How eclectic are they? We have male, female, all different races, and it Kids just to brings adults. people together, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's very it's the cool. best. It is, and we it's all have our best. stories and memories and just, you know, warm, fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what it, it's all about. And I love that the show is here as a way to bring all the fans together that love Kramer guitars, that want to talk about gear and upcoming stuff and and about their guitars. I think it's super cool. And uh, I, you know what I would love? I would love to see in the comments where everybody's from and then what Kramer guitar you have and what Kramer guitar you want us to build. That's what I want to see. That's perfect. Thank you for saying that because yeah. guys and girls do that, please, because these comments stay on the video. So later on, Aljon can go back and look at these and, uh, and, and, you know, make some notes. So that'd be really, really cool. So please do that. And one, and also it lets us know just both of us as well too, that, you know, what our, our friends and fans are using and we can, you know, share some stories with you as well too. So that's a great thing. Play, tell us what you're playing, what you'd like to see. I saw a comment earlier about a translucent finish. And I'm starting to get some mm. notes here as well, too, that our internet connection is going weak. So hopefully we don't lose it. Um, but how about how about Hollow Flash? Yes. How yes. about Hollow Flash? Hey, man, I am a big fan of Kramer Hollow Flash finishes. 
I didn't get an opportunity to get a hollow flash when I did, especially the the stage masters. Um, and I would love to bring back hollow flash in a big way. That would be and so that's awesome. My, that's one of my personal, uh, personal uh things that i i have uh, for the company is like please guys can you bring back hollow flash can we do it because i would love it oh that would be beautiful my gosh man a hollow flash 84 uh, it would be like my holy grail be so awesome that would be a beautiful guitar i'd love to see it i'd love to see oh me too well, well, what my plans are here for the future here, obviously I'll be reaching out to you and talking to you about some of your artists. Uh, I want to extend some invitations to some of them to come on the show. And uh, I, I, I feel really good about how our, how the first show went. Uh, this is something I'm going to continue on throughout. Um, I'm going to be moving it from Friday nights. It won't be a Friday night because I have to continue my regular EVH and Gear TV show on Friday. But I have a, a couple ideas where I'm going to move it to. Um, but I'm really looking forward to continuing this going because I've seen a lot of fun over in the chat here tonight. A lot of um, uh, love as far as the brand. And I think uh, if there's enough love for the brand, they might like the show. So I'm going to continue to, to keep this baby rolling. Awesome. A lot of love. <laughs> I got love. I got a lot of love for everybody out there. And so does Kramer. And so does um, the family at Epiphone and Gibson. So thank you so, so, so much. And uh, it's because of you all and your support of our brands that we get to continue living the dream, as we say. Um, and I get to go to work every day and 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 help sell and 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 interact with people with these great guitars every day. So it what a, what a dream come true! What a dream come true! Really? Yeah. Seriously. It's- Seriously, and yes. I know, I know, not every day is is gold. And those days where you come home, you're probably like, "Oh, I need, a, I need a vacation." But that's you need those days to appreciate the good ones as well, too. You know, you do, and you know, life is life. Life happens, whether you want want it to happen or not. And all you can do is just prepare yourself, be the very best person you can be that day, mm-hmm. and just wake up and say, "You know what? Today's a new day. Today, I'm going to pick up this guitar and I'm going to rock it." And I think that everyone should have that. Um, you know, when they wake up in the morning, get their cup of Joe Mm -hmm. and say, today I'm going to pick up my Kramer and I'm going to rock it. And you will, you know, some people say crush it. I'm just going to say, let's rock it. Exactly. Never set a goal out. Like it's like, I always say like playing golf, don't go out your very first time and say, you're going to hit, uh, you know, an Eagle, you know, like just be lucky if you hit three over par, you know what I mean? Make a realistic goal, but you had fun golfing, didn't you? Right. Well, same thing with your guitar. Hey, you know what? Set set your goals. Set your goals. I set my goals, and I and I and I can tell you, I I am so pleased with the results. And I think that you know you you celebrate the victories where and when you can, and you just you just move forward. Just keep on moving forward, as Walt Disney would say. Yeah, keep exactly. Forward. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you tonight for for spending uh, 90 minutes with us here. This was a lot of fun. I mean, you're a friend first and foremost, but this is really, really cool. I'm very honored uh, that you brought me into the family of uh, Kramer Artists. It's something I still pinch myself every morning when I wake up. It's like I'm just waiting for someone to say it was a dream, dude. Get over it. It's not real. And, uh, and I'm going to cry. But it's <laughs> I'm, I'm very honored, and it's, uh, it's humbling and, and amazing. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh, well, you know what? Once again, you you are a valuable person to the guitar community and definitely the Kramer fans that are out there. So thank you for what you do, continually promoting great gear and having great guests. And I look forward to checking out uh, the rest of Kramer Corner and uh, the rest of your EVH and gear TV shows. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Um, so everyone watching the chat, when it was tune in, uh, tune in tomorrow sometime. I have an unboxing. I got this little guy sitting here. If you can show it, Aljon knows what that is. That is... I'm going to tell you what it is, but everyone's going to I know to what it, it is, yeah, that... I, I have one hopefully coming to me, too. <laughs> awesome. That is the EVH 5150 chorus pedal from Jim Dunlop. 
and uh, that arrived. They actually, they they sent that to me overnight by FedEx, overnight to me, um, and I'm giving it away. I'm just going to unbox it. I'm going to do a demo of it real quick to get on the channel, and I'm going to make a very simple contest and give that away to one lucky fan. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. So paying it forward once again. So everyone, thank you so very much for uh, making it uh, somewhat easy on me for the for going easy on me, I should say, for my first uh, attempt here on on uh, Kramer Corner. You'd think after doing a third show that I wouldn't be you know worried about things how they're going, but I think it's just like a performance with a band. You know, you if you don't have a few butterflies in your stomach, then um, you know I, I think you don't appreciate things as much. So I, I had a few butterflies doing this tonight, and I think it was a lot of fun, uh, especially interacting with all you guys and girls in the chat so watch the best way to find out when we're going to be going our next show and what nights we'll be doing is facebook.com slash evh tv and i will post everything on there we'll have a kramer corner page here soon as well too but uh um eljohn anything that you want to say as we wrap up just uh you know for like your band wise or anything like that or just anything else you want to promote maybe your podcast or anything like that well, you know, and, and thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I think the best thing that people can do is just follow Kramer Guitars USA on Facebook and Kramer Guitars US on Instagram. Right. And plain and simple. I mean, you if you want to find me, you can find me. I'm not that hard to find. But uh, definitely, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I know that Eric will put the links in the show notes. And I would love for you just to be part of the Kramer community and definitely uh, tune in every every week for this show. But uh, we'd love to hear from you and tag us with uh, um, uh, Kramer Guitars on Instagram with your videos and your posts and your awesome photos. We'd love to see it and uh, and maybe retweet it. We'll see. That's perfect. Well, listen, mm -hmm. this has been a pleasure. This is absolutely awesome. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air in a moment. Everyone, we wish you a very safe and fun weekend. And uh, whatever you're doing out there, be safe, have fun. And we hope we're a good warm-up band like I try to do with uh, the EVH shows. Well, too. All we want to do is warm up your weekend. And uh, hopefully we did that. And if you're uh, at a local dealer, if you haven't got a Kramer in your position right now, or you don't have a Kramer in your corner... Go head up when you go head up. There you go. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, if you don't have a Kramer in your corner, and that's what we want to do. That's gonna be a new hashtag, what's in your corner? And uh, with a K. And I wanna I wanna see, we wanna see uh what you're tagging. And when you tag when you tag Kramer, tag uh hashtag Kramer Corner as well too, so we can uh, monitor that as well. I wanna see what's in your corner. But hit up like a local shop wherever your Gibson Epiphone uh Kramers are available. Try, play one, have some fun, make a deal on one with uh with the retailer, and I think you're gonna be pleasantly ple you're gonna be very uh, happy with that guitar. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Right on, brother. Everyone have a killer weekend. We will see you next time on Kramer Corner. Thanks so much for episode number one. Cheers. Hey, EVH Care TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.